the Red Bull Stratos campaign. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm guessing they used GoPros to film quite a, quite a lot of it. True. They don't even need to have used GoPros. Oh, that's so they true. They could have used any camera, but and we'll just, just say... it's a GoPro. Oh, GoPros. my word. Take my on. eyes. <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to the very 10th episode of the very second season of Brightcast. How's it going, guys? It's going really well. And Drew, may I just say, that intro has left a great impression. Oh, okay. I hope. Did it capture your attention quickly? Maybe, but that's what we're discussing today. But before we get into that, what have we been on? Jess, what have you been up to this week? We had a big strategy meeting with a client yesterday um, mm -hmm. for their new quarterly campaign. Um, so running through what went well in the previous campaign, how we'd improve things, um, and basically how we can smash their marketing goals again. Yeah, it was a nice little consultancy session. Um, giving their internal marketing some tips on things that they can do day to day to, yeah. to, to help their overall strategy, um, but diving into a lot of data, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. And then a lot of ad work recently. So delving into ad clients and just updating everything. We do a big three month refresh on things like display ad imagery and uh, copy and everything. Obviously, there's day to day optimizations, but Ever so often, you need a need a, need some fresh copy in there. And Drew, what have you been on this week? What's been taking up your talented time? Yeah, we, we've just uh, we we thought we'd wrapped in a big five month project for a client. They've just come back for secret extra phase six, so that's yeah. cool. We've just been doing that. We've been packaging up some of our own stuff because we're about to share a uh, absolute ton of content that we've been creating yeah. over the past couple of weeks. And as soon as this pod's done, we're going to get the studio turned around because we've got uh, a client of ours coming in to do their own shoot. They're basically hiring our studio space to uh, do a week of shooting next week. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, and I've been helping on both. The Strat stuff was good. Ad stuff was good. And then I've just been thinking about our own marketing. So, yeah, we're, we're our own client launching this new phase and things now that uh, we're ready to roll out. So that's been exciting as well. Okay, so what's our main topic this week? maximizing the 50 milliseconds you get to make an impression so that's the time it takes from someone to land on a landing page or see your piece of content or anything connected to your company the time it takes for them to form an initial impression about your company and about the content that you're creating um i'm going to call bs on it because i don't think anybody could ever actually get any meaningful impression of anything in 0.05 seconds do you think we could Yes. But you go first. You elaborate. Because it's the principle the of... The principle of it's fine, it, yeah. It's the principle of, you know, you make a very quick impression. Yeah. And often it's it's not based on, you know, written word, spoken word, things like that. It's a visual impression a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it's a feeling yeah. people get from, it, you, from, from what you're putting out there. 0.25 seconds is the average reaction time for you to react to visual stimulus. Right. That's already okay. five times longer than 0.05. But okay. that's just the average person. It's not like me, is it? That's like the average so person. So you would be like 0.5. Oh. Be, be worse. Oh. <laughs> uh, 0.17 for audio stimulus, 0.15 for touch stimulus. So no matter how we're engaging people, yeah. video, audio, or by touch, they aren't reacting within that time. But it's it's just it's just a principle, like you say. It's, like, it's, yeah. it's just a number people say to try and give like the lesson of it. It's like five a day. You don't need to do it five a day, really. One would be fine. <laughs> True. It's like, you don't need to drink eight glasses of water. One would be fine. You don't even need to drink water. One would be fine. A sink bear a day would be fine. Like you, don't, you don't even need to have multiple kids. 
Two would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's just a principle of it. And I think the principle is true. No one's going to no one's going to debate that. Like yeah. first impressions count. That's basically what they're saying. They're saying it in a ridiculous way, 0.05 seconds. Whoever made that up is uh, crazy. But yeah. Uh, yeah, the principle is right. So let's talk us through it. Jess, what's uh, Delvers in? What's this about? It's basically looking at how first impressions count. Yeah. How quickly people can make a first impression about your business and why you can't always guarantee that they're going to see every piece of your content and why each piece of content needs to portray what you yeah. want that person to think. It, it's, a, it's a feeling people get from your brand and what you're putting yeah. out there, isn't it? I think a great example I've got, and it came across recently, was um, it was a client of ours which we've done a whole new visual identity for them and started building it up. So everything across the board from their revamped logo to their social content to their website, all yeah. looking better on point and they're getting compliments and standing yeah, out yeah. and everything everything that you want to do and then they sent across a video for some help with and that they'd recorded and it had their slides in there it had their slides in there for the video and they wanted to send the slides in their follow-up to a webinar they'd yeah. done and the slides didn't take any of the visual identity across and it was just instantly if you're in that webinar and you're presented with these very basic slides I think it just doesn't position you in the right place. And and the impression is a negative one straight away. Yeah. From branding to blanding. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was worse than that. It was like clip art, drag and drop kind of stuff. And I know people say like, oh, in a webinar it's all about the, the, the content as in the you know, the messaging and everything and the uh the education you're delivering. But you've you're doing it really to to gain some supporters. We're on about impressions, aren't we? We're on about, We're on about impressions, impressions yeah. right now. And you, you, it's a bad impression. Yeah. You want you want a good a good impression. And also, it, the whole point of it is we're on about quick impressions. Yeah. And yeah. Right, right away, with bland or stuff that's beyond bland, yeah. below bland, uh, you know, the impression's not going to be good, is it? Yeah. yeah. And, and you've got to do it incrementally. You can't just redo everything all at once because it takes time and resources and, you know, money or man hours. Yeah. But you need to be looking at that journey all the way through. Now, people put on webinars for a multitude of reasons, but mostly it's to generate leads or soft leads yeah. soft, and, and just inquiries. But that's where that attention's needed then for the, for the impression making, right? Yeah. It's the impression afterwards as well. It's kind of you're being sent these slides. If you took that the audio away from the webinar they've just delivered, yeah. what impression are they getting from those slides? Yeah. What and then if you took the slides away, what impression are they getting from your people as well? It's like if a multi-million pound company did a webinar and the person delivering it showed up in their pajamas. Yeah. It is that like initial impression you're then like setting those up with. It's kind of well, you couldn't be bothered to look presentable. You couldn't be bothered to put the slides. Yeah. Yeah. In things like that. So then it's kind of like, so what importance yeah. are you giving me with the information? Are you going to give me information that's going to make me sit here for an hour yeah. and going to be valuable for my time or yeah. am I going to find other uses of my time that's better? And, and everyone needs to make a good impression. Um, but th this company in particular, they're after, after really like high profile contracts. And yeah. they have these people in their webinars that are looking for new thinking. And, and these guys do the new thinking, but it, there was a real disconnect there. And so I feel like it was uh, yeah, the wrong impression to put out. 
We've been uh, talking about first impressions today as well in the studio upstairs because uh, we've been chatting thumbnails. Yeah. yeah. Thumbnails are a really important way of creating that first impression. Like yeah. you think of, uh, if you think of things where you instantly recognize them and you instantly get, obviously an impression doesn't have to be something that's new. For instance, if you see the golden arches, yeah, you know, you're only a stone's throw away from 20 nugs. So we were basically looking at loads of different channels, thumbnails, weren't we? Yeah. And we were looking at like what makes those channels instantly identifiable yeah. Just from just from the thumbnails, basically, because yeah. that's the first thing you're going to see. Yeah. And it, and it plays an important role. And you'll see a, a lot of influencers, and they talk about this in, like, any BTS stuff, where they discuss um, how they experiment and they optimise. If things aren't performing in the first hour or two, they'll switch it up and go for a different thumbnail or a different title. Yeah. Because those impressions matter. And they can see, you know, easily with the results. I um, also think you guys are probably going to hate me for saying this, but... The design doesn't necessarily always matter within thumbnails, as in like it doesn't have to be this well-crafted image. It needs to look good, needs to be on brand and things like that, but it doesn't have to be the next sort of billboard that you're going to put out about your company. Yeah. It needs to have that good first impression and be clickable, Yeah. rather but than it being sort of a Mona Lisa. It's just no one's necessarily clicking on that because it's sort yeah. of how well it's designed. It's how good the video is going to be. It's that sort of, it's like an email. If you don't have a good subject line, no one's clicking on that email to then see the email. So your email could look incredible, but no one's going to see it unless they click it. Same as the video. Your video could be amazing. And but unless your thumbnail's getting that first impression and having a lasting first impression and getting them to click on it, there's, there's no point in posting yeah. the video. Yeah, I, I don't hate you for saying that. I, I hate you, but not for saying that. Um, for me, yeah, I think as long as you've got that like, one central thing in the thumbnails, if we're talking thumbnails and first impressions yeah. of thumbnails, yeah. if you've got one central thing or what, one one bit in it that ties everything else together, I think that gives you that that good, recognisable yeah. first impression. So if we, we were looking at people like Corridor Crew and stuff like that, yeah, like uh, they just use yellow yellow block text, yeah. But, yeah. but you kind of know that that's their video and yeah. the, the thumbnails will look completely different, but you know mkbhd it's just a shot of him and yeah. obviously he's a recognizable youtuber yeah yeah so he is the branding that same, ties same it with all mr together. beast he's there just got go. his yeah. stupid open mouth grin on every thumbnail yeah that yeah people and it, like and it. It, and it works for them yeah yeah it's the balancing things because i I'm, i was really at odds with this because i love things to look branded i love things to look cool but then you've got to balance with what actually works because like you said jess like the content of the video like you're putting it out because you believe in it and yeah. you're confident in it and it gives, you know, great value or entertainment. But if no one watches it, what's the yeah. point? So the thumbnail, it's a really small detail or people perceive it as small, but it's bigger than you actually think yeah. to make that impression on, on it, actually getting yeah. people to open it I up. Saw, I saw a clip of like the Sidemen, for example, who were like some of the biggest yeah. YouTubers at the moment. And they hired a new designer who tried to like change the way they do their thumbnails and some of the like the members of Sidemen were like, it's just not going to perform. Like it looks great, yeah. and they started doing these like movie posters to post on stuff like Twitter and Instagram and stuff, and they're great for that. Yeah. But then having this overly designed thumbnail that isn't intriguing or having that first impression, it was just bombing their like views and clicks and things. Yeah. It's like it, yeah. they know what works, and it, they're obviously going to keep keep doing what works. You know, you can still make your thumbnails look good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's some kind of central thing that ties it all together. Yeah. It's it's creativity within boundaries, isn't it, really? It's, you know, every creative outlet, there are boundaries set and you've just got to try and 
play within them a little bit and but still inject your own personality yeah so for us for thumbnails our decision really was to strip them back a little bit but there's still the ones we've been looking at there's still quite a cool you know little flair in there which is nice and if you're thinking, wait, what are these thumbnails these guys are talking about? You can find out for yourself by going onto our YouTube channel. That is youtube.com forward slash at we are bright or just search bright with two eyes and we'll pop up. Yeah. And, and I, I, I dare anyone who's listening or watching this to look at those thumbnails and not click on them. They're going to be irresistible. Yeah. And if you don't want to click on them, I think you've won. So then click on them. Treat yourself. As a little reward. Yeah. Nice. For doing such a great job. Nice. Another big example of making a first impression within that short window is your website. Yeah. It's as soon as someone's clicked on your website, and that could be through social, your email, pay-per-click campaigns, organically, wherever, your website is this lead hub. It's where people are going to find out more about you, view case studies, and yeah. get in touch. So having sort of a good first impression on your website is crucial. Yeah, if you've not updated your website in a couple of years, yeah, you've got to be thinking about, what impression are we making yeah. now? You know, and it might be great. You might look at it and be like, yeah, that's great. Or you might conduct some, a bit of customer research and, and put out a survey, ask people to re review them. There's a couple of sites that I used in the past, which are good. And yeah, it might be fine. Chances are it's not, and it needs a bit of work. Yeah. So have a look at that impression that you need. And, it, and it's different to the thumbnail, which is really research and based on an algorithm on what works where your website still experiment with it, but yeah. it's different in that you want to look different and yeah, give yeah, someone definitely. a different experience to, to make that impression as well. And that's through design and copy. So through imagery yeah. and the design of your site. Well, and if we're talking on the rapid response, it's take the copy out of there. Yeah, yeah. But I guess it's that, that like first headline though. Like yeah. if you go onto a website and there's like five words that instantly sort of, that's the first thing they land on your website. Yeah. If that's the same tagline as five of your competitors. Yeah. They're clicking on out of there, aren't they? Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's summarise it then. So we've basically just spoken about optimising your digital touch points. Yeah. So making sure your website's fully optimised. Yeah. If you haven't checked it in a while, check it. Yeah. See how you can optimise that. But the same with all your social profiles. Yeah. So if we ever take a client on and we have to look at content for their social yeah. platforms, we're looking at, you know, do they have all of the proper branding across every single platform? Yeah. Does it look kind of erratic and stuff? Yeah. If it's it even does, take, sorry, it's even taking a step back from that and saying like, is your brand fit for purpose? If that makes sense, is your brand solidified enough to make sure all these touch points are aligned? Yeah. Do you do you even have like a visual identity, or is it just kind of if you created a logo ten years ago by yourself, but you didn't think about this long term visual strategy, and you're kind of now like haphazardly going, here's the color orange and here's a circle. So making sure that like that's then built for purpose mm. to then solidify, like you say, your social platforms and your yeah. your asset creation. Yeah, obviously the, our, our original company logo was basically an orange circle. So that wasn't a tack. That's cool. We'll mm. move on. Orange hexagon, um, guys. Hexagon. Use yeah, a different shape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're round talking brand, of, brand consistency, yeah. which helps contribute to those, th those impressions, yeah. those quick impressions across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we spoke about just the visual elements that give you those quick those really, really quick impressions, yeah. the, the, the stereotypical 50 millisecond impressions. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking visual elements like logos, colours, typography, yeah. how those would come together on something yeah. like a thumbnail, for instance, yeah. we spoke through. Yeah. Um, and I think all of it basically feeds into brand story. Yeah. Okay, so like if, you're, if you've got, you know, a fully homogenised social platform, 
Yeah. And everything is together. Everything makes sense yeah. together. Your brand story is going to be stronger yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this whole point of like optimizing everything for those first 50 milliseconds yeah. feeds into brand story. Yeah. Definitely. It? It's the quick impressions that have to be right to contribute to your long-term impression. Yeah. Basically it's, your it's, overall thing. Yeah. It's kind of even if you, if I turn around to one of you and said like, what do you think Airbnb is? Like what impression do you have on Airbnb? You'd be able to say like farmers. I'd probably be able to say something really smart and connected to this topic and everyone would love it. Exactly. Yeah. But you'd have you'd have your own impression on these things. So it's kind of like if you took if you took a logo and some colours off things, what impression do you actually have of that company without I think you mentioned it earlier, Drew, before we started filming, about like GoPro, for example. If there's some video footage of someone jumping off a cliff or free falling or yeah. rock climbing and then the GoPro logo was presented to you at the end of it. You're not surprised by that. It's stuff like Airbnb. If you, I know I brought Airbnb back up, but (laughs) today's sponsor (laughs) is going on holiday. (laughs) Um, But if you brought Airbnb up and you were shown like unique stays and like cottages and farmhouses and stuff, and then you're presented with the Airbnb logo, you have that impression where it's unique stays. And you can look at Airbnb as well. (laughs) Airbnb is a great example, Rob. (laughs) Okay, so so on on that on that on that vibe of uh, brand story then. And yeah. obviously we've, we've given the, you just said, obviously we were talking earlier about the GoPro yeah. one. We've mentioned Airbnb, I yeah. think a couple of times so far, right? We mentioned Airbnb a couple of times, or at least Jess has. I'm actually using Airbnb in August. Okay. Which will be great. Great stuff. Because gr- they offer a great service. And yeah. I'm hoping from this pod that we're all going to get 50% off discounts. Yeah, de- definitely. Um, they're, they're a company that look after people. Um, so oh. other brand story then what what other examples can we think of and how, how are we going to fit these yeah. to the 50 second 50 millisecond rule well just to bring it back to the gopro thing what shows the importance of and genius of building an overall impression is you don't even need to see the gopro logo at yeah. the end of uh you know a self-shot strapped to your camera adrenaline search sports sequence video online it, there's loads of rivals that have come out, but you still just call it a GoPro, right? Oh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's Google for search engines, isn't it? GoPro, yeah. is it, if, it, if it's a sports camera that you, you know, pop on your head or something or wear, yeah. it's a GoPro. We, we, we use the Insta360 for a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But if anyone sees it, they're calling it a GoPro. So is Definitely, that immediate, yeah. is that immediate recognition? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's, that plays into the brand story that GoPro, Pro have invested so heavily in yeah. to, to form that ultimate impression, isn't it? So kind of connected up, and I'll probably talk about the uh, the Red Bull Stratos campaign, yeah, yeah. Um, which I'm guessing they used GoPros to film quite a, quite a lot of it. Uh, but it's when Felix Baumgartner... True. They don't even need to have used GoPros. Oh, that's so they true. They could have used any camera, but we'll just, just say... it's a GoPro. Oh, GoPros. my word. Take my on. eyes. You were talking about my um, man Felix. Yeah, so yeah, Felix Baumgartner, I think his name yeah. is, uh, when he jumped from the stratosphere and fell to Earth. Uh, the campaign was basically just like showing Red Bull's association with extreme sports, as, as GoPro yeah. has it, um, and adventure. Um, and I think that that is like the everlasting thing that viewers and audience the audience of Red Bull kind of think about when we think of Red Bull, apart yeah. from, you know, a couple of body Red Bulls on night out. Yeah. Revolution. Um, but it's that idea that this energy drink is associated with adventure, yeah. action sports, yeah. thrill seeking because of that brand storytelling of yeah. the campaigns like Stratos with Felix Baumgartner, like the, uh, the Red Bull, um, the race we do with the planes, yeah. whatever it's called. 
you know, they do the, is it the cardboard the one soap as well? Thing, soapbox yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. Um, all of those kind of all feed into this brand story that, yes, just this random energy drink, not yeah. random, but just this, you know, this energy drink that yeah. you wouldn't associate with these things yeah. by its nature, but you do because uh, well, I recently of all saw brand storytelling. Yeah, definitely. And brand storytelling's helped them steal market share from someone like Coca-Cola, right? They'd released, uh, and, and I saw a post about this, which is like counterintuitive marketing in that they released an energy drink that's got more sugar, tastes worse and, uh, you know, has more caffeine in, which are all the three things, and it's more expensive in a smaller can. And, uh, and they've taken market share and it's real like counterintuitive for the ways you would try and traditionally disrupt in that you'd make it cheaper, you'd give it more or whatever like that. But they've done it through that, that brand storytelling. I think another really good example is, and I think this is an example that like not many people really talk about, like you don't really see it on LinkedIn, you don't see it, you know, marketers and content creators don't really talk about it that much, would be the Dollar Shave. So we spoke about some really good examples about global companies. What advice would you give to sort of SMEs that are trying to make a lasting impression and a lasting first impression as well? A big thing is, to follow through and look at everywhere someone can see your company in the digital space or real world space and make sure you've got the right impression and consistent impression yeah. throughout. Yeah, so it's that we spoke about earlier. It's for optimizing digital touch points, which yeah. is a really like silly way of just saying, making sure everything you have on all of your social platforms, all of your online identity yeah. is is together, yeah. is coherent yeah. and it's connected. So it's, if you've got a brand new visual visual identity, for instance, which is another thing you should definitely look yeah. at and invest in for this yeah. immediate yeah. visual, immediate first impression. If you've got that, make sure that's rolled out everywhere. I'd also say look at the things that other businesses have given you a negative impression about. So yeah. like slow site speeds or not being able to find certain things or other things that have made a bad impression to you. Does your company do it? Yeah, it's a really nice way of tackling that and you, you you can do it in the stage say you're building a new website you can do yeah. it in the stage where part of the research and competitor research so you you're ideally looking for differentials of positioning for marketing purposes yeah. but differentials in terms of site speed layout like is it yeah. clear is there a good customer journey things like that and that's where your impression is made because you want to connect it so ask how people are going to find your site if you're running a google ad campaign they're going to yeah. be what are they searching and then are you answering that, you know, are you answering it clear? And, and is there a nice like step process for them to follow through? Yeah. Uh, they're all just really fast impressions that you're going to make. Yeah. Even stuff down to like email newsletters. Yeah, I was going to say, is it really, subjects, yeah. subject lines, right? Yeah. Stuff like that, just for subject line. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah. Are you giving across, you know, the level of expertise, your personality? And you can do that within 10 words. Yeah. yeah. And, um, then, and then once they've clicked on that newsletter... Is it providing the information you want them to get from it? Yeah. Is it is it giving 30 CTAs, they don't know where to look because you've got flashy images everywhere. It's not on brand, so they don't really know where, who it's come from. Yeah. You've got a random name from the sender. Yeah. Sort of nothing's tied to your brand. That first impressions, they're going to delete yeah. it, aren't and, they? They're and not. if everything leading up to that, they've everything leading up to signing up for the newsletter and receiving that newsletter, if that's all great... And then you do one thing wrong, like the, the newsletter layout itself, yeah. if it's really janky, it can undo everything. Like yeah. earlier, I clicked like that and I can't click properly. So that impression of me 
could undo everything else that I've ever said. People would be like, this moron can't even click. And he's trying to tell us how to market our, you know, million pound business right now. Yeah, I didn't realize you couldn't click when yeah, we joined the company. So. Look, all you need to know is it makes the noise. <laughs> it makes a click noise. And it's quick. What are you doing? What's the click? <laughs> so how, how do you click? Yeah, so you, you're like that to yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. I don't do that. What are you doing? I do. You know, if you're doing, uh, I, I do the rabbit. Right. But it's like that. Yeah, that's fine. You're still clicking. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe actually. So that is a good impression. So I'm doing the same thing, but in a new, interesting, cool way. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put that spin on it. That 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 brand story yeah. of Rob. Cool. And what a great note to end this podcast on as well. Yeah. Talking impressions. about how you can't click in a traditional way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's that impression. impressions. Yeah. It's that impression <laughs> that you're gonna you're gonna learn something, have a little bit of fun, and it might go in strange directions. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya. Toodles. Peace out.